0: Hey you guys, so I wanted to share a bit of encouragement for the person who might be dealing with hard things at this point in time and who's looking for emotional healing. Um, So this is a letter that I wrote specifically just for you. Um, I did include it in the blog post for this topic. Um, So I'll make sure to leave a link for that in the description. But for the person who's looking for emotional healing, this one's for you, okay? I know you might be wishing that things turned out differently. And maybe you're grieving a life you thought you'd have. Or an outcome you thought you'd have. I need you to know that everything's going to be okay. This is your life right now. And this is what it looks like. So. Try to do your best and make do and heal and be whole. It's not going to be easy, but I promise you it will be worth it. You can do this. You are so, so strong. You've made it this far all on your own when you thought you wouldn't make it at all. Like you are so, 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 so strong. And this right now is an opportunity for you to set yourself free. This is an opportunity for you to let go. And you might be feeling like this is something that's being done to you. But you have a chance to make it something that's done for you. And no matter what, know that you, on the other end of this, listening to the sound of my voice you are fully known and deeply loved and good can come from this i want to share romans 8:28 so we are convinced that every detail every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good for we are his we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. Ugh, I made the mistake of listening to that. <laughs> I made the mistake of listening to that before just moving on and recording everything else. Ugh, I love you guys. All right. Um, so today we're going to talk about the top 10 tips that I have um, for emotional healing and healing that's happening while you're hurting. Um, um, I just shared a short story on Instagram this morning uh, because I had a dream. And in that dream, it seemed to have been mimicking a discussion that I actually had in real life um, with a couple friends. But in the dream, I was talking to a woman. And she was saying, um, with everything that you're going through, it's probably best for you to, uh, sit down and process and, um, like everything that, with everything that you're going through, it's okay for you to be broken right now, pretty much. Um, and I, I had a conversation similar to that in real life, but it wasn't exactly those words. And it's been bothering me for quite some time because I was like, I don't understand what else I'm supposed to be doing. Like all this stuff that's been happening, I've been doing that for two years. Um, And I hadn't thought too much about it past that point. And then I had this dream and it made me realize why I was so confused. Um, Because my response to her was that uh, I said, everything that you're saying makes sense. Like, it, it makes sense for me to, to sit down and be miserable and process and be heartbroken and all those things. And it's not to say that there aren't moments where that isn't still true for me in my real life. Um, in the dream, I said, but I think you're forgetting that Jesus has been with me through this whole thing. Jesus has literally walked me through this whole entire thing, and he's the only reason I've made it this far. But he's also the reason, like, I've been sustained. Like, I'm actually okay. And I shared a verse which I'd like to look up really quick, and I hope I can find it without having to pause this. But I shared, um, It's Psalm 23, Um, the first one to four verses I'm going to read aloud. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me, your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Um, and (laughs) so I, I pretty much said that in the dream, like everything you're saying makes sense if I didn't have Jesus, but I had Jesus, like Jesus was with me. And so this morning when I thought about that dream that I had, um, I almost, (laughs) I almost immediately broke down in tears because I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is it, like, I, like, knowing that I, I've gone through all this stuff um, with someone who has loved me, and protected me, and advocated me, advocated for me, and counseled me, like, I have, I literally have records, like, I have notes, I have voice memos, I have proof that I look on regularly, like, this is what God said. This is what God did. <sighs> and I would not have been able to make it without him. And it's not to say that I haven't actually gone through all these things. Like, verse 4, when it says, even when I walk through the, val- through the darkest valley, like, I'm still walking through a valley. Like, this is still hard. This is still difficult there's a lot about the situation that is uncertain, but it's because I've walked with him and he's walked with me and he's shepherded me. Um, and even verse two, which is kind of resonating with me right now, he lets me rest. Like even in the middle of those difficult parts, there have been very significant moments where I've been allowed rest from the grief, from the pain. and I've been led, and that's a huge like difference maker. Like God is able um, to renew our strength, and He gives us the the strength to face what we're dealing with in this moment. Like the second I start to worry about what the future looks like, what the future will bring, the second I start to try to anticipate the pain that I'll have to face possibly for the rest of my life. (laughs) Um, That is what messes me up. But knowing that I've been given strength for this moment, for this season, for what's happening right now, that's everything. So I know that's a bit of a sideline before we get into this conversation, but um, this post is going to be based on a blog that I wrote, as several of these have been recently. Um, I'm 26. I'm about to be 27, but I am fully convinced that I have had a quarter life crisis. I don't know what I'm doing. I thought I'd be in a different place by now, and at this point, I'm honestly just winging it. And in addition to that, <laughs> um, I'm relatively certain that living life is one of the hardest things that we do. Life is hard. We deal with loss. We deal with breakups, divorces, sickness, financial hardships. (laughs) Like the list literally could go on and on. And I've thought a lot about that phrase that says time heals all wounds. And I do not agree at all. Um when I think about how difficult it is to actually deal with hard things to deal with emotional trauma or emotional damage I compare it to a fractured bone and maybe you could do some research on this if you want to but when you when you break a bone when you fracture it your body is going to do its very best to put itself back together but if you don't take the time needed to care for it to get medical care to set the bone in place, you risk it becoming something that becomes a non-healing fracture. Um, It heals incorrectly. So it's not just about emotional healing. Like all these things I'm going to share with you, it's not just about emotional healing. It's about healing healthily. It's about healing correctly. So a lot of times people expect as I've <laughs> conversations I've had recently, a lot of people are surprised that I'm doing so well <laughs> because there's an expectation that after you've been injured um after you've been hurt, then you heal. but I would like to suggest, as Chris Valentin often says before he says something. Um, that it's possible to heal while you're hurting, especially if you're going through that process with Jesus. So, healing in general, it's not going to happen on its own. Uh, you are going to have to make some kind of choice to that effect. And I'm gonna just be completely honest with you and say it how I would say it to my friends it's going to freaking suck. Especially if you feel in some ways that whatever situation you're in, whatever circumstances you're facing, were not fair to you. Especially if you feel like everything that's happened, you did not deserve. Okay, and that's going to lead me to tip number one. (sighs) Number one, how do we emotionally heal? Accept the fact that it's going to be ugly. Healing while you're hurting is going to feel like a contradiction. And that's because it is one. One day you might feel strong and competent and clear headed. And then the next day you're going to feel emotional and sensitive and weak and broken hearted. And it might seem (laughs) like a roller coaster of emotions for a while. You're not really going to know what you're doing. And you're not always going to have the right answer. And you're going to need to be patient with yourself in the middle of the mess and know that while you're going through this process, it is completely 100% going to be based on your dependence on the Lord. All right, tip number two, it's okay to not be okay. Um, I remember it's been like I think it's just the conversations I've had these several weeks or this year or something, but um a lot of people have been surprised that I've been doing so well, all things considered um and it was confusing to me and I didn't really understand it and I mean the dream kind of explained a bit why I was feeling that sentiment um but there is something it I guess, about facing the doubt in those conversations that made me feel like I somehow adopted the message that I have to convince people that I'm okay. And I don't like it was nothing that anyone ever said to me, but it was just something that kind of resulted after having conversations like that. Like, how are you doing? I'm happy are you really? Like, (laughs) so when there were moments, because there are, at least weekly right now that I know of, um, where I feel sad, of course. Um, but then I remember I had a really tough, uh, I think it was like a longer session of sadness or something. It lasted one, two, three days and i was literally praying i was like god like i don't understand what's happening right now why do i feel like this like i thought i was okay so what's what's wrong like what's going on and i almost feel like god was the one who told me like hey it's okay to not be okay like you don't you don't have to be okay all the time um so i know there's this narrative out there for some of us men and women alike and someone actually explicitly told me this one time, Um, don't let people see you break. Don't let them see that you're broken. And this narrative is out there for a couple reasons. Number one, it serves as protection, um, because not everyone can be trusted with your vulnerabilities. Um, But second, it helps us save face and keep our dignity. And that's not, so I understand the intentions with people saying stuff like that. Um, And obviously you want to make sure that you're being wise and you know, um, know to talk to the right people. But it is 100% okay to have good days. And it's 100% okay to have bad days. It just is what it is. Um, Number three. You're not always going to want to grow from this. Choose to do it anyway. And this is something that <laughs> this is something that might sound ironic for someone who's trying to make a living based on personal growth, but especially when you've been hurt, it's almost like a kind of vengeance. Like, I don't want to be a better person because that's just gonna benefit you. Like I don't want to do that. <laughs> but I'm going to choose to do it anyway. Yeah. All right, so this is the hardest tip to apply. Like I said, especially when it comes to relationships, like our growth and our development and us bettering ourselves is always going to benefit the world, and it should. Um and it's even going to benefit our enemies. Our the choices that we make to grow and develop from tough stuff though, like the most important thing is that it benefits us. It benefits our minds, our hearts, and our souls. And it's easy to lose sight of that sometimes, when we allow ourselves ourselves to gain a false sense of empowerment in staying angry, or bitter, or callous or whatever like all of that is like it can easily become a form of revenge or like a way of getting even like you're not always going to want to grow from this and it's okay to acknowledge that feeling exactly how it is like hey I don't want to grow from this lord I really don't but I'm going to do it anyway and I'm going to ask for your help in doing it you're not always going to want to be the bigger person. You're not always going to want to be the better person. So choose to manage yourself. Choose to parent yourself and choose to grow anyway. And there's this quote by Albert Einstein that I, I don't know, I just really appreciate it. But It says, adversity introduces a man to himself. That's a quote I heard um, from Chris Vallotton in in one of his messages but um yeah so what I found and this is this is sometimes like the most sobering part of dealing with stuff which I remember talking with a friend recently about how I haven't been going through my process perfectly and honestly I'm not really sure that's possible um But there were a lot of times where, um, in the middle of feelings of neglect or abandonment or, um, anger, you know, like whatever it is, um, I, I noticed myself. Doing things that were out of character, like just not like me at all, Um, and I've had some friends and family like express like similar um, effects, but that's kind of what adversity does. Like it introduces you to yourself, and it it reminds me of that verse, um, where David is talking to the Lord, and he says, "Search my heart," and you know point out anything that's wrong <laughs> and make me pure you know so inviting god into that moment is super super powerful and um even despite having been hurt by somebody else allowing god to show you hey like this is this is what was happening in you like this is what's going on in you right now how about we focus on you <laughs> um number 4, I feel like this is one of the easier things for me, but um learn some lessons when you're healing while you're hurting. Uh there's always 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 a lesson to be learned somewhere. And whether it's from something you did right or something you did wrong, whether it's about life, self-care, finances, boundaries, relationships, um self-esteem like seek out any lesson that you can get from all those experiences and look for something that you can take with you me personally like i'm learning those lessons and i am sharing them with the world and that just aligns with my whole mission like if i fail in any area i want the whole world to you know, stand on top of my failures and be like, I am that much more successful because I learned this lesson. I don't know. That's just me talking. Okay. Number five, ask for help and accept support. (sighs) Yeah. You need people. Whether you want to admit it or not, you need people. Um, So when someone offers help, accept their support. When someone offers, you know, time, accept their time. Um, Accept what people are offering, whether it's like resources, encouragement. And don't be afraid or be too proud to ask for help when you really need it. Um, Me personally, I found that this is one of the ways that I remind myself that I'm not alone in this, even though it might feel like it. Um, Number six, make time to process. Um, Yeah, make time to process. There's going to be a very intentional, beautiful, uncomfortable balance between making time to process Your emotions and making time to get past them. Um, One of the ways that we can keep our emotions from sneaking up on us is by making time, scheduling time to check in with ourselves. Um, Me personally, um, this used to be something that I did daily or every couple days, um, and that was for years. And that's just what I had to do. Now I'd say it's weekly. Um, So there's no right or wrong way. There's just the way that's right for you. Um, And we make time to process by just being with ourselves, like (laughs) just making quiet time. Um, I feel like we'd all be surprised what we'd find if we would just turn off all the screens, all the noise, all the distractions, and just sit. I feel like that would be a really interesting seemingly long five minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, just allowing ourselves a moment of silence. It's important to schedule it though, because that's gonna be one of the like I said, one of the main things that's gonna keep it from sneaking up on you and like turning into this whole big thing. So whatever time works for you, in the morning, before work, or at night, before bed, um, set the time aside for you to simply be. For me personally, though, I also want to add, um, I found that the busier I've gotten, the more necessary it is for me to make time to process and the more often I need to do it. Um, Because for me, I feel like I'm very I am naturally very, very self-aware. So me personally, if I go too long without being able to check in on myself and see how my mind's doing, how my heart's doing, how I'm feeling, that depresses me. Like I need time to reflect on a daily, just about anything. Um, But in regard to being hurt, that's like a weekly thing. Yeah, different, different things, different ways it looks. I hope you understand what I mean with that one. I was just trying to give a bunch of examples. All right, number 7. Make time to get past it. In the same way that I mentioned that we're going to make time to process, we're also going to make time to move on. Um and you need one in order to do the other. Like the only way that you can make time to get past it is if you also make time to process. Um like I said earlier, it's beautiful and it's intentional and it's uncomfortable. But um, if you know that you have already set the time aside to deal with whatever is going on inside you, then it's going to help you um, get past it because you're going to say, you're going to be able to say, I'm feeling this right now and right now I'm strong enough to say this can wait until I've already, until I've said I'm going to deal with this. You know, make time to do other things. Make time to live, make time to have fun, be happy, get busy, find a hobby, exercise, be productive. I promise your brain and your body will thank you for it. All right, tip number eight, take it one day at a time. So I think I mentioned this very briefly before, but if you carry the mental load of the next year to come. And the year after that and the year after that and the year after that or whatever, you're going to burn yourself out. Like you're going to be anxious and exhausted. Um, and for some people, depending on whatever their situation looks like, maybe even the next month to come might be too much to process, depending on, you know, like I said, whatever you're going through. Um, I I know that there are people out there who have a habit of trying to anticipate what will go wrong of trying to anticipate the pain that they're gonna face um, and I believe there's a term for that it's called anticipatory grief or something, and that usually stems from trauma, but that doesn't mean that it always does um, you you don't need to do that, okay you don't you don't need to anticipate tomorrow or next month or, like I said, next year, the year after that, or whatever. And you might think that you're doing yourself a favor. You might think that you're helping yourself, but you're not. So take it one day at a time. Make a list of, like, three to five things to do and then just stick to that. And celebrate every little milestone of making it. Write it down, look at it, appreciate it, thank God for it. It's going to be good, I promise, one day at a time. Tip number nine. Oh, this one's painful. It's literally painful. I'm not just being dramatic. Choose to remain tender-hearted. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, there are so many dynamics to this one. And it, it does kind of partner along with choosing to grow, but it's, it's a little bit deeper than, um, it's a little bit deeper than that. When, when we've gone through really hard things, when we've been hurt and when our emotional pain is without any kind of relief, like if there's nothing that can be done to fix it, our pain that comes from our situation can lead us to feel stuck in a feeling of desperation or sensitivity that makes us want to just go numb and turn it off. So instead of feeling sad, they choose to feel angry because that's empowering. Um, Instead of feeling hurt, they choose to feel bitter Um, instead of remaining sensitive to other people or, or sensitive in general, they choose to be numb. They choose animosity. They choose indifference. Um, and some people, when they've gone through so much, they just completely withdraw. Um, and, Maybe to say that they choose a certain emotion over another is too strong because it happens instinctually. It happens easily. Um I I almost want to say it's like a survival mechanism. Um and it it creates an illusion of empowerment, like I said. So when I say to choose to remain tenderhearted, I mean, that like in those moments when you notice you've partnered <laughs> with the more empowering feeling of anger or animosity or withdrawal or whatever, in an attempt to relieve your own pain, make the choice right there. And then in that moment, to number one, ask God for help, and two, to remain kind and gentle and tenderhearted. And I, I can pretty much guarantee that will be one of the most painful parts of this whole healing process. And it will feel like letting go of a security blanket. And I want to share a personal thing that I've been having to do a lot. Um, I think the last couple weeks or maybe a month, I don't know. Um, For... Everything that I've felt, I'm just going to share my prayer life with you for a second, because why not? Um, I, I went to God, and I was like, I'm feeling replaceable. I'm feeling disposable, and I'm feeling hurt. Like, all the stuff that's happened, all the stuff that's been said, everything about where I am right now, that's how all that's making me feel. And I'll acknowledge how I feel. And then I'll acknowledge that I feel hurt by a certain person. And right after I say that, cry and let it out, whatever, I always, because I have to, I ask God, please help me forgive them. Please help me forgive them. So that's a nice habit to add to that. Whole thing of choosing to remit, remain tenderhearted. Um, number 10. Okay, this is another one. It reminds me of the story of the Samaritan woman who told, I think it was Elijah, not to get her hopes up, but number 10 cling to hope. We actually need hope in order to heal. Um, If we don't see the possibility of happiness or healing or wholeness or the proverbial light at the end of the tunnel, we're going to wander in a process of hurting and grieving without end. So um, this is very dangerous when we're considering mental health and depression and stuff like that it's very very important to cling to hope and i don't think there's anything wrong with hoping a situation will turn around and there's also nothing wrong with hoping that something better will come um but when i consider All the possibilities of my personal circumstance and all that, all the things that could be, all the things that could not be, um, when it's dependent on all these very earthly things, hope in outcomes or, you know, hope in anything like that, it feels very fragile. So, my tip while you are clinging to your hope of the future. Um, know that it is more wise and even more practical to put your hope in Jesus. because no matter what, he's gonna be with you. And in light of him, when like when we fix our gaze on him, He's the thing that makes even the most horrible things, like death, for example, when we lose loved ones. He's the one that, that gives us hope of seeing them again. Um, and to close, I just wanted to share a couple of verses. Um, one of them is Hebrews 11, verse 1. It says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is evidence of things we can't see. And then 1 Corinthians 13, 13, three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So just a reminder again um, to those of you who would like to attend <laughs> healing while you're hurting. You got this. Okay, you got this. You can do this. I'm supporting you. All right.